electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. I'm Sarah Eisen, and this is part two of Inside Track, the business of Formula One, a special CNBC podcast. Act four, breaking barriers. What are we going to see here? What do we have here? Let me take you through the garage. We have Lando's car. We just got done with practice, so they'll tear it down. That's what a Grand Prix driver looks like. So they'll be looking at data. This is where we'll actually run the race from. That's where you sit. Rain or shine, the show must go on at the Canadian Grand Prix. McLaren Racing CEO Zach Brown and his team, including drivers Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri, have just finished practice. And then that's Oscar's car uh, over there. He had a good session today, so did Lando. Uh, So they'll, they'll take the car apart, rebuild it effectively overnight, make any changes that the uh, drivers and the engineers discuss. The McLaren team has been competing in Formula One since 1966, making it one of the oldest and most storied franchises in the league. But in more recent years, the team has been fighting to keep pace with the big three, Ferrari, Mercedes, and Red Bull. Where is the bulk of your investment going now? It's an R&D game. We're in the prototype business. We have new stuff on our car this weekend. We'll have new stuff on our car next weekend. And depending on what your challenges are with the car is where you're choosing where to invest invest your money. Pretty cool. Awesome. A former professional racer himself, Brown brings California cool to the UK-based team. He oversees not only the team's on-track performance, but also its value to shareholders and sponsors. Full disclosure, CNBC is one of those sponsors. How Great. is Team McLaren doing financially? Great. Great. We were losing seven, eight, nine figures when I uh, got started, and, and now we're a, a profitable sports team. A lot of that is performance-based. And a lot of credit to, to Liberty that when they came in, they established the cost cap. See the spray coming up there. Team bosses say the cost cap, which limits what they can spend on building and developing their cars, has also made their finances more predictable. A benefit to newer teams like Haas and their team principal, Gunter Steiner. Before, somebody investing in a race team didn't know if he would spend 200 million a year or half a billion a year. There was uh, everything in between. According to Liberty Media CEO Greg Maffei, financial stability has helped drive a surge in the value of the teams. When we got involved, literally the, the bottom teams were being traded for zero. Today, I don't think you could buy a team for less than $750 million, and the top teams are valued $3 billion. That's a total change. That boost in values is more than theoretical. In June, a group of investors that includes celebrities Ryan Reynolds, Rob McElhenney, and Michael B. Jordan took a 24% stake in Alpine Racing, putting that team's value north of $900 million. Other investors would like to get in on the boom, too, including the legendary Andretti Racing family, who have a pending bid to start up a new F1 team. While the league can have up to 12 teams, it's now up to F1 management to make the call. Look, we're very happy with 10 teams. There is demand for people to have new teams. I don't think it's something that we need, but we'll always look if they can add something to the the grid. 
And there's no shortage of opinions from the teams. Zach Brown of McLaren. The teams have a voice, but, but not a vote. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we don't all pretend we have a, a vote. Gunter Steiner from Haas. It is an upside for everybody in F1. And I think everybody's fine, but just adding teams to have more teams to dilute the other ones, why, why would any business do that? In the end, it's a business. And Toto Wolf of Mercedes. You bring another team in, that means it's just about 10% less in revenue for the teams. But I would be, as a team owner, perfectly prepared to do this if I would know that that team would compensate us because they're bringing new audiences, new market, they're adding to the show, then it becomes a no-brainer. With uncertainty around growing the grid, Liberty remains focused on growing the fan base. One way it hopes to do that is by exciting a new generation of potential drivers. The problem is, breaking in is massively expensive. I'm probably one of the you know, last of a dying breed of kids coming from working class families. Today, Lewis Hamilton earns a reported $50 million a year driving for Mercedes. But he knows how tough it can be to break into racing when you come from a humble background like his. It's now three times, four times more expensive than it was when I first started in Formula 1. So if I was to start again from where I started in a one-bedroom flat, you know, dad working four jobs, we still wouldn't get anywhere near close to the budget to be able to, to start go-karting, and that's just go-karts. Formula One president and CEO Stefano Domenicali acknowledges the road to getting into F1 is not always an accessible one. There is a perception, still, I think that it's an elitist sport. What about making it easier for people to get into the sport themselves? We're trying to put that barrier as low as possible. We know that if we don't build up the, the base for people who love the sport, it would be very impossible to grow. And that includes a more diverse pool of drivers. The league this year has launched a new women's racing series. First win of the season in F1 Academy. Led by one half of an F1 power couple, motorsport legend Susie Wolf. So what is Formula One Academy? Formula One Academy is a race series only for female drivers, 15 young drivers with the best five junior teams. What we want to do is accelerate talent and really make sure that we give the 15 young drivers the best chance of progressing in the sport. Wolf herself was a development driver for Williams Racing, one of a few women ever to reach that hallowed ground in F1. How many years before we can see a female on the grid? I would love to say soon. I would love to say in the next five to 10 years, but we've just got to manage expectations. I think it will take time to be done in the correct way, but we are making good progress. Up front, Abby Pulling started on pole. Abby Pulling competed in F1 Academy's first season. She's 20 years old, but she's been racing since she was eight. You know, I'd be karting, take the helmet off, and they'd be like, oh, it's a girl, <laughs> it's like, like, like in the movies. <laughs> F1 and Liberty Media CEO Greg Maffei hopes role models like Pulling draw in the next generation of girls, whether as drivers or fans. Our goal is to try and excite them obviously with the sport, but also show them a path through F1 Academy. Why is that so important? You can argue there's issues about equity, but putting that aside for our own selfish interest, you know, half the population, we'd like them to think about the potential to be in the sport. We'd like them to be fans. At a go-kart event in London, Pulling and other F1 Academy drivers are suiting up to inspire young girls who are just getting into racing through the karting pipeline.
It's not me, it's the 10-year-old watching. If I'm not one to break, break the barrier into, you know, Formula One itself, uh, you know, I, I hope... Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. That they will be. Act 5. Fueling the fans. Experiencing an F1 race in person puts your senses on overdrive. And then there's the glitz and the glam. Welcome to Miami. The merging of celebrity culture, wealth culture, corporate culture, and just F1 fans all coming together here is really unlike anything I've ever seen. Miami Dolphins CEO Tom Garfinkel is the promoter in charge of ticket sales and hospitality at the Miami Grand Prix. There's really three homogeneous seating products in racing, right? You have a grounds pass, a grandstand seat, or a paddock club seat. And we've tried to create multiple different seating experiences and food and beverage experiences. You know, we have luxury seats that are as high as $15,000. We also have opportunities for someone to come out here for $100 and just enjoy the race. He takes me to see what commands $15,000 a seat. An invitation-only area called the Palm Club, where the A-list gathers. Shakira and Tom Cruise are over there. So this is the podium. If you can't get an invite to the Palm, there are $13,000 tickets to the Paddock Club, which overlooks the starting grid. But those seats are not just about the views. In our Instagram world, it's the exclusive experiences, like track tours and standing feet away from the drivers. Liberty Media CEO Greg Maffei. What is the hospitality at F1 like? Why is it so unique? I think the high-end experience, which people think about, the paddock club, that's what we become identified and known for. That's a big revenue stream, and it's one where the reality is we have fans who are willing to pay and who want to have that experience. And for the chosen few, there's the gridwalk, which lets you get on the track minutes before the race starts, mingling with A-list celebrities and the teams. It's over the top, just like the food for all those VIPs. We're preparing 3,000 lobsters for tomorrow, 50 tons of fresh produce, 4 tons of filet of beef. Marius Dogodon is the second generation in a family company called Doe & Co. It's been catering for F1 for more than 30 years. This is for one of the teams, obviously, which is for Mercedes in this case, where we prep the sugar-free cheesecake. Maybe Lewis Hamilton really likes cheesecake. He, he does like his he sweets. Does? He eats vegan. It travels the world with the league and models its own operations like a racing team. We're here, then they'll go to Austin, then they'll go to Las Vegas. They come into the same kitchen and they find the same environment so they don't get lost. So it's the same for the teams. They arrive, they need their garage, they need their power, and then they can race. Max Verstappen wins the Miami Grand Prix. 
And when the race is finished, the kitchen will be on the move, just like the rest of F1. At Silverstone, CEO Stefano Domenicali invited me on his ritual evening track walk. You see, this is a loop that is cut in the track in order to capture data. He does it everywhere in the world ahead of practice, making sure each reset is perfect. We are uh, shipping normally more than 800 tons of material. Sunday night, everything is packed. Monday, ready to go. 800 tons every race. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is, the, what, what is all that? It's all material, all equipment, all cars, all uh, spare parts, all cameras, everything. Sounds massively expensive, too. Yes. <laughs> it's very expensive, but the race is on Sunday. We cannot say, sorry, we were late. As businesses come under increased pressure to minimize their environmental impact, F1 has pledged to get to net zero carbon by 2030, which could be tricky. It's also a sustainability challenge. Yeah, I would right? say a sustainability challenge is always because we're talking about a business that is moving. F1 says it's been scheduling races closer together to minimize travel. It's also requiring cars be 50% electric and use 100% sustainable fuels by 2026. But some worry the changes will compromise the racing. Red Bull team principal Christian Horner. You've complained about the 2026 rules. Yeah, I wouldn't say I've complained. I said I've pointed out some some weaknesses in the regulations that I think there's still time to, to tidy up. I'm wearing my hat as a fan of what Grand Prix racing should be. Can this ever be a, an electric vehicle? No. Why? Because I think the combustion engine still has life in it. We aim to be net carbon zero by 2030. And I think that, that we can be at the forefront of demonstrating that combustion still has a future. The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX. Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Act 6, betting on Vegas. In Formula One, the drivers steer the cars, but the fans drive the business. Red Bull for me. Scuderia Ferrari, Mercedes, baby. League owner Liberty Media is hoping there's enough enthusiasm for a new American race. That's why it's making its biggest bet yet, Las Vegas. To the thrill of bringing Formula One to Las Vegas. Where else in the world do you get this level of excitement, entertainment, glamour, glitz? It is the perfect marriage with Formula One. As CEO of the Las Vegas Grand Prix, Renee Wilm has been working to make the race a reality for two years now. We are shutting down 3.8 miles to create what will be the sporting event of the year. That requires a lot of coordination, partnership with the casino properties, and of course with the local regulators. That's a heavy lift. It is. Especially because they're building the new racetrack right down the middle of the strip. 
and a permanent paddock the size of three football fields. This now starts to energize this whole area. We got a look at the progress in August with the project's manager, Terry Miller. I gotta say, Terry, I don't know if it's gonna be done in the next three months. It feels like you've got a long way. I can guarantee you that it's gonna be done for the, for the Formula One Grand Prix in Las Vegas. It's a massive undertaking, focusing on details both high and lower to the ground. What we have here is the first layer of the track. And that final racing layer is what we're actually pouring right now. It's a really, really dense asphalt that makes sure that when the drivers are going around the corners, the, the turns, the asphalt doesn't ripple. Like, is it the same track in all the F1 races? It's specially designed for Las Vegas. Our 3.8 miles of track is actually public right-of-way. So vehicles drive on it. You and I can drive on the track after it's built. Unlike every other race, F1 and Liberty Media are the sole promoters putting on the event here. No middleman. For Liberty CEO Greg Maffei, there's a lot riding on this. It's requiring a pretty significant investment on your part, north of half a billion dollars, right? Way north of half a billion. And uh, more than more than any other promoter has will have spent by far. What does it cost? Oh, we'll be in it for 600 million at least. This isn't the first time F1 has tried to make it in Vegas. In the early 80s, races in the Caesars Palace parking lot were a bust and the series was canceled. With this new race, they're hoping to make a triumphant return to Sin City. And Liberty convinced three of the biggest casinos to join them. I was told you guys were the first on board when it came to teaming up and partnering with the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Yeah, it's a, a very clear brand match. As CEO of Wynn Resorts, Craig Billings knows exactly who his customers are. So, VIPs? VIPs. And he's got something big planned for race weekend with an eye-popping price tag. So tell me about the million-dollar package. Ah, the million-dollar <laughs> package. So it's designed for a group of six. It has a, a pit lane walk where you get up close and personal with the cars and the teams and all that good stuff. It has access to the Wind Grid Club, an invitation to the opening night ceremony and red carpet viewing. And importantly, it has a hot lap. A hot lap is a trip around the track in a luxury sports car with an actual F1 driver. Wynn's competitors are also upping the ante. Caesars Palace is offering a $5 million package, and the Bellagio is building an exclusive viewing stand over its iconic fountains. Here again, Renee Wilm. Just talk me through pricing a little bit. How much does it cost, baseline, to get into to see the race? So the general admission tickets were $500 per ticket and those flew in a matter but of minutes. But there weren't that many of them, were there? There were not, and that's one thing we want to work on next year. Is How many were Margier, there? Uh, south of a thousand. Alanis King is a Texas-based F1 podcaster and author who covers motorsports. I think to a degree, Formula One's business model is catering to this 1%, but you also have to leave space as a an events company and as a sport for the people who are going to be sitting in the grass with sunscreen on their nose, wanting to pay a few hundred bucks to come see your event. So how do you respond to some of the, the criticism that if you're trying to make it more of an American sport, it's expensive and hard to access? Well, our grandstand seats are roughly $2,000 a ticket, but that's also for a three-day ticket. And when you compare that price to what we pay for Super Bowl tickets or for World Series tickets, it's not that big a difference in terms of pricing. The city will be hosting the Super Bowl this season, too. 
But F1 race weekend is projected to bring in double that revenue for the Vegas economy, more than $1.2 billion. How will you determine whether it's worth it? I think the measure will not just be how much money did that race make. I think it's ability to grow all of our revenue streams, increase our broadcast, increase our other promoter fees and other promoter revenue, and increase our advertising and sponsorship because of the experience, because of the spectacle. I think that's going to be a, a winner all the way around. The success of Vegas is essential to Liberty's growth plans for F1. The strategy of bigger events, elevated hospitality, and increased star power is not without risks. But at these speeds, complacency would be the biggest danger of all. If you're standing still, you're going backwards because everyone's going forward. You know, so we've got to keep winning while we can because we know there's nine other teams that want to beat us. You go from being the hunter to being the hunted. I'm never content. Even when we win, I'm already worrying about the next race or the next year. We've got to go for these championships. I'm Sarah Eisen. Thanks for listening to the CNBC special podcast. To watch Inside Track, the business of Formula One, visit cnbc.com slash documentaries. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.